and welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. I'm your host, KT. Today's date, May 1st, 2021. Podcast title, The Land of Oz. So on my previous account, I did a Land of Oz podcast, but I've had a little time to since think about it a little more, and the characters have changed ever so slightly. You see, we the people... We are Dorothy. And as the Glenda the Good Witch said to Dorothy at one point, the power's been within you all along. The power has been within us all along. We have the power, but we must combine. We must have gone through these trials and tribulations just like Dorothy did to understand that we have the power within us. And Professor Oz is Donald Trump. Donald Trump was needed to make us realize that the power is within us. And Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, well, you can pretty much guess who they are. Wicked Witch of the East, Wicked Witch of the West. And then you got all the little flying monkeys. That would be the media. So, my point is, as I hear people talking, actually I should say, misstating Trump talking about Uh, Florida Governor DeSantis as a running mate for 2024. That is not what he said. Trump has said that he would consider DeSantis as a VP. He has never mentioned 2024. Because he knows, as well as anybody who has a half a brain, that until you address the election fraud of 2020... It doesn't, there is no 2022, there's no 2024. So, that being said, nobody's heard a hoot from Mike Pence since January 6th. I'm not sure if he's down there in Gitmo or if he's already been hung by a noose or what but Mike Pence even if Donald Trump does convince somehow a overturn of the election which I'm pretty sure has never been done in history and I'm not holding my breath on that at that point he would ask Ron DeSantis to be his VP because oops Mike Pence is no longer available So, all the ridiculousness that's going on right now in the world via the Democratic Party, and you know, it's funny because it's a huge, I told you so, between statehoods of D.C. and um, 
Republic, I think. Packing the court. Of course, Joe Biden's flipped. Well, he never, every time he was asked about it, all he would say is, well, Donald Trump has packed the court. Donald Trump has been packing the court. He's put over 200 judges in the court. No, that's not packing the court, dumbass. Donald, Donald Trump filled 200 vacancies. He didn't create new judgeships, which is what you're talking about doing, because you bunch of crybabies can't not have your way on the judicial side of things, because you've been ruling from the bench since the 90s. But that's neither here nor there. You've got them talking about ending the filibuster in the Senate. Told you that was going to happen too. Now, the funny thing is, the 2020 census, because so many people have moved out of California and New York, they have actually lost congressional seats. Now, I don't know if there's been conservative states that have gained congressional seats. It would make sense that they would. And what I don't know is when that occurs. Is it the next election? They're only allowed so many? Or do they automatically lose a couple? I don't know how that works. Believe it or not, I am not a constitutional scholar. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. It's definitely got to have Pelosi and the Klan a little nervous. Now I can assure you with 1,000% certainty that come 2022, regardless if we have our election fraud rectified or not, there is going to be a massive wave. Notice I didn't say red wave. I didn't say blue wave. It's going to be a massive wave. There's going to be a change in the political spectrum. Because people have had enough and there's been enough exposure to show that Republican and Democrat, as far as when you're talking a politician, there's not enough difference. They're all walking us off the cliff. And people are starting to rise up. They're starting to run for office themselves. Now, what they really need to do is they need to get on these committees. The ones that pick and choose who is actually on the ballot. Because it's those cocksuckers that are basically telling you who you can vote for. The other option, and this may be a more plausible one because I don't know that a voting machine, this might be a little um, monkey in the wrench, if you will, for a voting machine if, if you ran as a write-in candidate. Now, I know in the state of Michigan, at least back in 2010 when I was looking at running for governor, the only criteria you needed to be... Um, eligible as a write-in candidate is you had to notify the Secretary of State 
no later than October 31st of the year of the election. So that gives them, what, three, four days, depending on when the actual election is. At a minimum, it give, or a maximum, it gives them eight days. Eight days to figure out how they're going to overcome somebody who's decided to run on their own as a write-in. That's a very plausible idea. I spoke to my wife about possibly running for a state congressional seat. She doesn't want me to do it. And justifiably should so. I mean, she's a pretty down-earth person, private person, doesn't like a lot of attention and there would definitely be a lot of attention because I'd be going in and shaking shit up like big time. I'd probably never be home either because I'd be so focused on digging through all the corruption and exposing it that current matters would probably fall to the wayside of what exposing what these cocksuckers have been doing for the last, well, my entire life basically. Because that would be the biggest reason I would go in. Yeah, to represent the people. But to represent the people in a manner of exposing how the people have been getting screwed. And on that note, I'm going to end this podcast because these uh, running boards flopping around in the back here are going to get noisy as I drive down this dirt road. (laughs) So God bless. Have a nice day.